Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome into Duval Daily, presented by GenJag.com. I'm Jordan DeLugo. Thank you so much for tuning in here on Sunday, November 12th. The Jaguars, they got smacked by the San Francisco 49ers at home. 34-3. Embarrassing overall effort for your Jaguars. Jamal Agnew looking at the injuries. He left the game early. Kirk filled in on some of those returns after that. You saw Tyson Campbell and Andre Sisco return to the lineup for the Jaguars defense. Walker Little returned to the starting lineup at left guard. Trent Baalke and Ethan Waugh, you know, that had their chance here to have a revenge game against their former team. Was not to be. Again, the Jaguars falling 34-3. They fell down 10-0 early. And they looked like, uh, you know, they came out really flat in this ball game, and it looked like that throughout the game overall. The defense did tighten up for a little bit to end uh, the first half there, and and you started to see the offense get the get the ball moving with screens, tosses, speed outs to Christian Kirk. Um, those things were getting it going. Dearness Johnson was getting it going a little bit for the Jaguars with Travis Etienne on the sideline for a little bit. Um, Trevor Lawrence started looking more comfortable. They moved the ball. Got it to ten to three, um, and and Calvin Ridley, of course, drew a, a flag against Traverius Ward on that drive, which I called. Calvin Ridley ended up drawing three flags on the day. Didn't help the Jaguars' offense out enough. Um, but then, after the Jags get it to ten to three, the 49ers, they drive the ball down um, in the first half, thirteen to three. Jake Moody just made it inside the right upright. It was as about as close as it can get on that field goal to make it 13 to three at halftime. Um, in the first half, I thought you saw Josh Allen doing a really good job matching up with Trent Williams, especially in the drop back game. Josh Allen was giving him hell for a little while. Uh, Trayvon Walker played great in the first half as well for the Jags. Uh, as I mentioned, I think Dearness Johnson, his play on some of those screens was a catalyst, a spark for the Jaguars offense in the first half. One of the only sparks that they had thought Lawrence settled in, like I mentioned, in the first half after the rough start. Um, the Niners were kind of doing exactly what Nick Bosa said they were going to do. Take away the quick game stuff, take away the easy stuff, make him play quarterback. And look, the 49ers got the job done, you know. I thought that Lawrence started looking more comfortable, but come come time for the second half, it was back to exactly what you saw early in this game from Trevor Lawrence and the Jaguars offense. I thought that his fumble was really you know, unacceptable in that situation. Obviously, you cannot be fumbling the ball. We've seen fumbles from Trevor Lawrence before. It's something he's constantly having to work at and make sure that um, he's not coughing the football up. He did today, unfortunately. Um, immediately after halftime, 49ers touchdown. George Kittle one-on-one with Devin Lloyd down the sideline. Great, great throw by Brock Purdy with immense pressure all around him. And look, if you're the 49ers and you've got George Kittle, who is one of the most talented receiving tight ends in the league, one of the most talented tight ends, you know, period, regardless if you're talking about receiving, blocking, what have you, George Kittle's fantastic. Getting him matched up with Devin Lloyd, no matter how much Devin Lloyd has improved in year two, and he has improved tremendously. But getting George Kittle, Lined up with him one-on-one, that is a matchup that the 49ers will take all day. 
Brock Purdy identified it, got the ball off, despite, again, guys all around him. So Jags trail 20-3 to after that. Then you have Tank Bigsby drops a short pass that gets intercepted. Did Trevor Lawrence put too much on it? Yeah, probably. Uh, he was under duress, did not look comfortable back there in the pocket. Um, so you have a turnover there. You're able to stop the 49ers offense. Then you get back on offense, moving the ball down the field pretty well. Christian Kirk fighting for more yards, trying to make a play, a play that he probably didn't need to try to make, fumbles the ball, and then no one touches Ambry Thomas down, and and they return the football for a touchdown. But it gets called back because 49ers players were coming onto the field. A wild situation there regardless uh, the 49ers still got the football back, drove down the field, took the 27-3 lead. It ended up 34-3, like I said. The 49ers completely outclassed the Jaguars in this game. Props to them. All their stars came to play. They got Debo Samuel back. They got Trent Williams back. I mentioned Trent Williams had some struggles with Josh Allen early, but I thought as the game went on, Trent Williams continued to play better. And as much as he is a great pass protector, He's also fantastic in the run game with his ability to get out and move, and you saw that consistently uh, from Trent Williams today in the in the 49ers rushing attack. He was getting getting out in space, getting on linebackers, and just moving them out of gaps. So props to Trent Williams, you know, battling through the ankle injury and, and playing good football, especially in the running game. Again, talking about Trevor Lawrence, I thought he struggled to see the field from the very beginning. I think there were some examples of plays where guys were open or open enough that you could get rid of the football. And for some reason, Trevor Lawrence was just not comfortable getting rid of it. Um, I would put a lot of responsibility for this this contest on Trevor Lawrence. And he's the quarterback. It's going to happen. But, you know, the fumbles, the turnovers, the hesitancy to get rid of the football, uh, you got to throw this one out and regroup if you're Trevor Lawrence, get ready to host the Titans. I thought that, you know, What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. As, as much as Trevor did struggle in this game, it was a team effort in the loss. It really was. Guys were making silly mistakes all around him as well. He was not the only one. Um, and, and the defense, they just couldn't hold up with the offense doing very little. Uh, the defense wasn't perfect by any stretch on the day. They missed some tackles against Christian McCaffrey, who he will force some missed tackles. We know that. We talked about that coming into this game. Um, you know, having Devin Lloyd one on one down the field, George Kittle, not a great matchup there. Obviously, I think that there was a few things where the 49ers were take, able to take advantage of the Jaguars' zone defense as well. Brandon Ayuk finding some pockets in the zone. Uh, overall, again. 49ers, they're a very well-coached football team. They're a very talented football team. I think that they showed that certainly they're a more talented roster overall than the Jaguars right now. And when you have Brock Purdy playing that much better than Trevor Lawrence, this is how it's going to end up. And he he did. Brock Purdy played a hell of a game for them. Trevor Lawrence did not play a hell of a game for the Jaguars. I thought, you know, Travis Etienne, this was just kind of an emblematic play of the game. Fourth quarter, he has open grass in front of him. Just simply can't keep his footing. No one around him. I thought that was emblematic of how the Jaguars played throughout this contest. I think you also saw from the 49ers a dominant defensive front against a very average offensive line. That's not going to work too often. You know, for the Jaguars, uh, I think maybe you look at making some adjustments. 
to that offensive line. You brought Ezra Cleveland in this past week, who's a starting caliber left guard. Walker Little really struggled on the interior and impossible matchup almost for Walker Little. This is a guy that's played tackle most of his career. He has cross-trained right at guard. Um, goes in there. This is his second start at guard for the Jaguars this year, but in the first one, he only got about 10 snaps in before he suffered his injury, knee injury. He's been out, gets back in, and now you have Javon Hargrave and all these guys up front that you're trying to deal with. So tough assignment, no doubt about it, but he did look outclassed you know, as much of the Jaguars team did. I think the only only thing that this team did right was stopping Christian McCaffrey's touchdown streak in this game. The 49ers were really pushing even into the fourth quarter to get Christian McCaffrey his touchdown, and they got damn close to it. But Darius Williams said no, sir, on fourth down. Um, so, you know, props to him for keeping him out of the end zone, for breaking up that pass. Great effort by Darius Williams, who is always giving great effort for the Jaguars. But look, I think if you're the Jags, obviously you're going to watch the tape tonight. You got to throw this one out. This is the type of game you throw out. Um, You didn't do anything well. You didn't look prepared. You didn't look like you were mentally ready to play this football game. You're still six and three. You're still first place in the division. You've got to get ready for the Titans this upcoming Sunday in Jacksonville. You're going to host the Tennessee Titans. You've got to win that football game. Uh, It becomes close to a must win now because Houston is playing good ball and they're now hot on your tails. A date with them in a couple weeks coming up in Houston. So the Jaguars, they need to get right you know, against the Titans in week 11. And if there's a team throughout the history of the Jaguars franchise that has, uh, you know, not been very friendly to the Jacksonville Jaguars, it is the Tennessee Titans. We'll see how it plays out, obviously. But if you're the Jaguars, go watch the tape, see what you did wrong, try to flush this game. I don't think you can dwell on it. I think you have to move forward. There's no doubt about that in my mind. And I think Doug Peterson will say the same thing. They've got some things to clean up, as we mentioned. Um, you know, beyond just this performance, there were some things that the Jaguars were not doing super well. Turning the football over was one of them on the offensive side of the ball. So you're going to have to work on making sure you're not making these mistakes because a lot of the turnovers are completely avoidable, right? Again, 49ers, way better team in every aspect of the game today. Congratulations to them for getting off of their losing streak. The Jaguars now, um, you know, their five-game winning streak, it's history. It's gone. The Jags, they have to get back on the right track against the Titans. But again, a real team effort by the Jaguars. I think everybody really kind of stunk it up today for the most part. Really sorry that this one stuck for y'all. Try to enjoy the rest of your day, and we, we, we will be back tomorrow, obviously for more Jaguars coverage, but y'all have a good one.